Hi everyone, welcome to the Planet K2 Performance Fix podcast. Today I am with Chris Shambrook. Chris, how are you? Very well, thank you, Adam. Good to be here. Looking forward to a bit of a chat and uh, adding another one to our podcast series. Nice, and we're back for 2020, which is always good. First one of the year, um, yep. which is exciting. So today we're going to talk about the topic of mental fitness. And we're hearing a lot more about this term um, in mental health campaigns. Um, and for us, it's quite important that we're going to be um, talking about it a lot more this year in terms of a lot of the context um, and content that we do, um, and also in a lot more of the podcasts and videos. So Chris, why are we going to be talking about it? Why is it so important? Well, I, it's it's really interesting, actually, to get a phrase that is now being used very consistently and very publicly and, and you know, as part of the FA's campaign that Prince William is fronting, the mental fitness term is clearly a phrase that's been decided to be used. And so, you know, we thought, okay, well, look, if it's going to become part of a common language around mental health, but also just the mind, etc., you know, we should talk talking about it and understanding it a bit more and you know as people who have worked in the field of psychology for a long time it, it's just exciting because you know we've been trying to get more and more people aware of the importance of working on your thinking and your mind and and this seems like a really good opportunity to build some momentum and it's quite interesting in terms of the the term itself how you know we, we, we're sort of changing the way that we talk about mental health do you think it's a it's more relaxed and it's we're, we're trying to get that approach when we're getting people to realize the importance of looking after their own well-being and in, in terms of using that word mental fitness yeah I, I i think it's it's trying to do a couple of things isn't it because you know every, everyone has kind of looked at physical fitness for a long time so there's there's trying to parallel the mind and the body to kind of go we know some stuff and, and if we apply it to the mind that's really good so it's making it perhaps more accessible and, and, and getting people to think about what they know already and how they can build on that. But I, but I also think there's something important that it's, you know, it seems to be a much more accessible way of perhaps talking about some stuff that people aren't used to talking about. You know, mm. we're not necessarily used to talking about how we're feeling, how we're thinking, how our mind's working. And so this feels like it's a bit of a bridge as well to, to, to find a more comfortable way of, of bringing psychological topics out in the open a little bit more mm -hmm. and in terms of yourself if we just think about mental fitness um and a lot of our listeners are going to want to know in terms of things that they can start doing what would be some sort of things that you have in mind that you'd recommend to people in terms of trying to boost their mental fitness well, but boost it, boosting it, I think, you know, comes a, a little bit down the line. But, I, you know, I think getting people's mindset right around their mental fitness first is is really helpful. So, you know, years ago, I started use, trying to use the phrase mind, strength and conditioning, you know, because lots of people in the in the world of elite sport are very used to strength and conditioning. They strengthen and condition the body, so the physiology. So, you know, is... Uh, are all the muscles are the way that they work is the conditioning fit for purpose so what are they going to be doing what are they going to be sort of engaging in and just getting the the, the the body structure and physiology you know really fit for purpose and so that strength and conditioning for the mind idea for me kind of fits in with this mental fitness thing as well just getting people used to the fact that hey look you know before we get into the detail there's some stuff you can do that will actually help your mind feel fitter for purpose you'll strengthen some of the helpful thinking you'll condition some of the thoughts and responses that are going to allow you to 
keep moving forward and maintain momentum mentally so that you know there's a little bit just in terms of getting that foundation understanding in in place first and I, I guess that's similar with some of the cbt stuff that you'll do before you start getting into the interventions there's probably some ideas that you look to develop around you know people understanding how their mind works and you know how they can build a foundation of the stuff you're going to introduce later most definitely and i think of it from the perspective of if if i look at what does it take for someone to be physically fit i do exactly the same in terms of of mental fitness and sometimes I, i separate that into to sort of certain areas so i'll say emotionally what does that look like um from a thought perspective what does that look like how can someone develop helpful thoughts how how can someone develop balanced and rational responses we then have behaviors Um, we also have our physical state because we know how important the link is between our our mind and body so for me I I try to look at those are the things in terms of well you know physically fit you know that involves cardiovascular fitness we've got strength Mm -hmm. and I would do exactly the same from a mental fitness perspective Um, and I think there's some very general things that people can be aware of in terms of assessing um, their mental fitness it's, it's never easy um, because I think when it comes to our mind you know we can't necessarily see it but the more where we are of things such as our emotions our thoughts our behaviors and our physiological state when we're in um, well when we're in situations where we're under pressure and stress um, then the better we are going to become becoming more aware of it but also learning how to to control it um, so for me that's uh, and, quite important. yeah no absolutely and it's quite interesting that you mentioned that isn't it because I guess if we look at the mental side of it and, and we relate that directly to physical fitness you know people know when you go you know and perhaps you've got a personal trainer or you've done a fitness assessment you know they're interested in your flexibility you know how much flexibility have you got psychologically you know, that's quite a useful thing to have isn't it you know how much are you able to sort of flex your thinking and you know be able to stretch into different ways of thinking embracing different emotions cardiovascular stuff you know that ability just to kind of keep ticking over and keep the endurance base high you know how's people how are people mentally what steady state thinking and how's the sort of the regular thought process but also strength you know strength factors in the gym as well they're important so what's the equivalent of you know strong thinking convictions in who you are how you think understanding some of you know the 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 benefits that come by Mm -hmm. the psychology and the way that you have as well so yeah i guess that flexibility endurance stuff and strength stuff they they, they parallel quite nicely don't they exactly and and we've always spoken about chris in terms of you know i think a lot of people will be thinking well how do i assess my my mental fitness and you know for me that that mental health continuum is very useful um where viewing your your mental fitness um or, or mental health you know am i thriving um, how does that change if I'm managing or if I'm struggling or if I'm ill? Um, it's a very useful context that I use a lot with, with young people and, and, and a lot more with adults. And they really connect with that because they're able to think, well, what do I look like when I'm thriving in terms of emotionally from a thought perspective, from a behavioral perspective? And how does that change as I'm managing and struggling? Um, so there's definitely a really strong link there between that aspect and then also so, physical so is health. That- is that a little bit like someone having a heart rate monitor and sort of seeing, you know, actually my resting heart rate's gone up a bit, something's changed, you know, is, is that scale something that people can check in with to sort of see where am I, where am I at and, you know, what, how, how would you recommend they use those four different points, I think, I I think you, could, you could compare exactly the same to, to physical health, you know, just think when I'm physically healthy and I'm thriving, what does that look like? You know, I'm exercising regularly. 
Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm eating three meals a day. I'm staying hydrated. I'm getting seven to nine hours sleep a night. Um, and doing exactly the same in terms of our mental health, but thinking of it in respect to yourself because everyone is different. So a lot of people assume when you're thriving mentally, that's you're in a perfect condition. That's normal mood fluctuations. You will experience mm-hmm. times of stress, of anxiety, of nerves or pressure, um, and things will go up and down, but usually you're in a, in a good state. If you're managing, you know, things are starting to maybe have a bit of an impact on you, and with the continuum, it's important to think about different areas of your life. So as you fluctuate along that continuum, depending on situation or circumstance, how does that impact your day-to-day functioning in relationship to your personal life, so work, but also in relationship to, to your friends and family and relations you have with other people? Um, so managing things are starting to impact me, might be becoming a bit nervous, a bit anxious. Struggling and ill, things are now starting to have an impact on my day-to-day um, functioning. So I might be avoiding, I might be withdrawing a lot more. And I often recommend that people throughout each of those stages, what they do is they write down, so when I'm thriving, what does that look like from a thought, emotion, behavioral and physical perspective? And then also doing exactly the same across all the other elements. Because if you're aware of yourself when you're managing, struggling and ill, you're then going to know what to do in terms of being able to help yourself to get back up to to sort of managing or thriving potentially. Does that yes. make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. So, you know, you shift from saying, um, uh, am I mentally fit to how mentally fit do I feel right now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it, you know, you're, you're evaluating, you're saying how rather than I need to be fit all the time, it, you, you're accepting that there's some, some, some flux and some change. But if, if you're tuned into it regularly, you kind of know what to, what to do as a result. And, you know, I think that kind of stuff is, is really helpful and certainly you know from from the uh, elite sport perspective and performance psychology perspective you're typically trying to build mental fitness just to be as strong as possible so in the absence of any illness or struggling you know what tools do i need in place to be able to feel mentally fit for purpose for the rigors of the the sport that i'm playing yes um, so we so we start just sort of thinking proactively let's same as we do with the body Let's see how strong we can make it so that it really allows you to step into the predictable situation, kind of going, do you know what? I've got the mental skill that I need there. I've got the ability to change my mood. I've got the ability to flex my thinking under pressure. I've got the ability to use, you know, some self-talk in the right way at the right time. I've got the skill that will help me enjoy the challenge and step into it, seeing how I can do. So we've kind of got this, let's try and build it. So you're as fit as possible, and the fitter you are, hopefully, the easier you're able to meet the demands. And I guess so. We've got, you know, we've got that whole continuum for ready to react when things aren't going so well. But we've got a picture of what would we like to, you know, have in our mental fitness toolkit, you know, just so that we've we've got what it takes. Exactly, and and I think for me the difficulty lies in in terms of we we all know what we should be doing from a physical physical fitness perspective in terms of looking after ourselves and often people might find it difficult in terms of what do I do so how can I maintain or how can I look after my mental fitness how can I become mentally um, fit and I think that's where the the problem lies is we're not doing a good enough job um, to potentially help people to learn coping skills and there are so many that we can explore um, even just waking up and engaging in, in a body scan, just you know, lying, sitting down for five, ten minutes and just asking yourself, how am I feeling in my body? Do I feel tense? Do I feel relaxed? 
Where is that tension? That's a great tool just to be able to assess emotionally um, how you feel. And, and the important thing we have to realize with you know, mental fitness, mental health, it's, it's not a matter of being good or bad. We all have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it fluctuates. And people need to be okay with that. And I think the more that you're okay with that, the easier things become. Um, of, of waking up one morning just feeling a bit low, that's, that's okay. Um, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to feel sad or anxious. The difference lies of when it starts to have an impact on day-to-day weekly functioning in terms of all areas of life. Um, so for me, the, the real focus for this year is trying to support people to, to learn some of those coping skills and to realize that there are there's so many ways to, to be able to actually work on um, becoming mentally fit. Yeah, and and it's a little bit like you know again the physical stuff, isn't it? That you know we'd love to go to the gym every time and feel absolutely on top form and do a great session or go out for a run and it kind of feels like the best run we've ever done. But you know we'll go out and sometimes it you know it will feel a bit of a struggle. Exactly. Um, and and you know so even though we've progressed in terms of our overall fitness, every session isn't always a glorious addition to the previous one. And you know like you say when you do a body scan it's kind of okay for you to go, I'm not expecting me to be in a perfect state all the time. I'm interested, what's the version that I've woken up as today? And it's that being able to do it without judgment, I guess, and just be curious to know that wherever I am, I know there's gonna be something else that I can do now. So if I'm feeling good, what do I do to enjoy that and keep it going? If the mood's changed a little bit and it's feeling a little bit sluggish, you know, what, what can I do and what choices have I got given that? state of play as i wake up so i I think there's a lot of stuff there around yeah accepting that like physical fitness mental fitness is just an ongoing creating of a strong base but Mm -hmm. not expecting it to be sort of you know mean that forevermore you you know it's going to be you know flawless yes and and as well as that you know you you mentioned physical fitness you know when we go for runs they're not they're not easy and and there's times where it's uncomfortable and that's exactly the same as our mental fitness. There's going to be times where we're going to have to put ourselves in situations where we do feel uncomfortable. Um, and a lot of the work that I do within cognitive behavioral therapy, um, I always remember that one of the first lectures I had within CBT when I was learning was that a lecturer said that CBT is not easy. Um, and working on yourself from your, your mental health, mental fitness is, is no easy task. And I think we've, we've got to get used to, to people sort of working when they feel uncomfortable and understanding that a lot of growth and development and learning and reflection can happen throughout that process. Um, you think from a physical perspective, people put, them, people, uh, people put themselves through a huge amount of, of stress and pressure going on long distance runs, competing in mm-hmm. certain challenges, um, exercising each day. Um, and I think we need a similar approach in terms of our mental fitness as well. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, and, that, and that's really important because obviously when you're training physically, you do the work and you stress the body, you break some stuff down and then you rest and recover and it grows back a little bit stronger. Um, but it's that gradual process of stretching a bit further, getting stuff to repair a bit stronger. And, that, and that's definitely the same with the mind, isn't it? You know, you, you put yourself in a situation and you go, this feels a bit uncomfortable. I'm going to give I'm going to give it a go. I'll give this thought process a go you give it a go and you learn a little bit and then you move out of that situation you reflect and you assess and next time it's a little bit closer to being a more natural thought for you mm-hmm. you've kind of you've, you've broke you've, you've created some mental scar tissue and when things go well as well you know that's great 
um, you enjoy the fact that you've pushed yourself, but and it, it, it's come quite easy, but you still stop, reflect, learn, and hopefully it's a little bit easier next time. So you enjoy the positive impact and you get the sense of growth and becoming more mentally fit as well. So it's not just all about the suffering, I guess, isn't it? And I think a lot of the stuff that, that's coming out now more in terms of um, approaches with mental health, we have a, more, a lot more things around, you know, looking at our strengths, tapping into positive emotions. Um, so it's not just working on, on the negatives. There, there's so many positive aspects that we can work on with regards to our mental fitness and it's finding those things that work for you um identifying them working on them practicing them um and a lot of the stuff that we do and and i do with people is is getting people to realize that you you really do need to put in the energy and i always say to clients if i'm seeing someone for one hour a week everything else they do outside the week is is far more important than than that one hour because Mm -hmm they've got to practice all the skills that I put into place and that's where the hard work has to come into to play um, and that can be very difficult for, for a lot of people but the more you practice deep breathing or, or diaphragmatic breathing or progressive muscle relaxation the better that you will become at utilizing and using it and the better you will become at understanding if it works best for you it's exactly the same with our physical health and our physical fitness if we're doing a strength bro um, a strength based training or even speed-based training we're going to learn what works best for us so it's yeah. important that we practice a lot of those skills on a regular basis yeah and, and you know and and definitely from a, a mindset perspective i think we you know people are doing more now aren't they which is contributing to their mental fitness so you know there are more apps available that people can use to kind of you know do some meditation or get some worthwhile time out there's definitely you know um more people doing yoga and doing activities that are definitely great for mind and body but there's you know there's a really positive mind bit in there in terms of self-awareness and body scans and, and many of those things you know that the, the the time with the apps the time with the activities that's just the groundwork as you say it's the day-to-day stuff where you just kind of notice that you know in a situation you were able to keep your thought process helpful in you know in a way that you wouldn't previously have done or you were able to you know not feel so nervous and actually felt quite excited you know you're it, it's the the day-to-day diary and everything that goes on in your life that's the laboratory of finding out what impacts this have this stuff is having you know the work the work is just giving you more capacity to be fit for purpose in you know in the stuff that's important to you um and i think if people have got that that outlook of i'm doing the work to keep growing and stay you know um in charge of my mental fitness but i'm doing that so that it pays off in all of the areas of my life that are really the important stuff which is about being with other people doing stuff that that makes you happy um and you know that's where we get the growth i guess yeah and, and i think a lot of the stuff that that people do is it's about finding opportunity throughout your day where you can work on your mental fitness okay um, yeah we speak a lot at, at planet k to you know the same with relationship to our, to our physical health and our physical fitness and I've, I've always spoken to, to people around you know if i'm if i've got to go to a meeting you know can i find an opportunity to walk somewhere can i get off a stop early um on the train so that i can walk more just because i know that's important for me i know that's going to benefit me from a physical fitness perspective can i take the stairs instead of instead of taking the escalators and i think we can do exactly the same with our mental fitness it it, it is just about better education and supporting people to understand well how can they do that um, what things can they put into place even the power of connectedness connecting with yeah, other human yeah. beings is massive 
So can you pick up the phone and, and, and talk to someone who's close to you that you haven't spoken to for a while? We know how important that is as a, as a basic human need. And a lot of people tend to neglect that in terms of looking after themselves, connecting with friends, family, colleagues. So something as simple as that is one thing and one tool that you're doing to work on your mental fitness. Yeah, and, and you know we know again from the physical stuff that some people prefer exercising in groups, don't they? And, and we know some from that as well that you know in terms of the quality of the workout you can get that that stuff's great but it's the, you know why shouldn't it be the same for mental fitness who, who can you get a mental fitness workout buddy can you get someone else who is you know you're doing some some of the exercises together with and just sort of learning together so rather than it being this internal personal journey you're actually kind of saying here's something cool that we can work on you know uh, maintaining clear thinking under pressure together you know whether that's at work whether that's at home if, if you've got a little topic that you're working on that you know is of value to yourself and other people that's great and, and it, again you see the power of this in some of the apps where you sort of log into a meditation app and you can see how many thousands of people around the world are you know doing something at the same time as you yeah that's nice because it's reassuring it'd be even better if you were kind of checking in with a couple of people and sort of saying right we're going to do this session this is what i'm looking for from it right let's go with it and now let's reflect and learn and see what we got from actually doing it you know that that additional camaraderie and togetherness and, and, and group stuff is, again, is going to help people get the mental fitness stuff out in the open and maintaining commitment to it over time as well. Exactly. And, and with that process, not only are we encouraging people to work on their, their coping skills and to build that, but we're also encouraging people to talk more about their mental fitness, talk more about their mental health. And we know how important that is alone in just reducing the stigma. Um, and just talking is a coping skill, allowing yourself to, to sort of vent, allowing yourself to express to someone how you're thinking, how you're feeling. That itself is, is very difficult for a lot of people. So I, I really love the idea of, you know, buddy system or having a group of, where people can engage in those processes because it will have a number of benefits. Yeah, yeah, that, that takes me back to examples from, you know, the world of sport and thinking about where it is, it's kind of fitness for purpose. But, I, you know, I read an article God, 20, 30 years ago around some injury rehab stuff in ice hockey players. And the ice hockey players who were all rehabbing at the same time all got some injuries. They, they started getting together and they actually started having visualization sessions together. So they weren't they weren't on the ice. They weren't playing on the team. But obviously the team has kind of got patterns of play and set plays as to how things are looking to work on the ice so they got together relatively regularly within their rehab program and ran some you know time on the ice together in their minds and so they'd set up the scenario they'd play it through they'd mentally rehearse together and you know whatever went on in their own version of that there was that creation of keeping the mental fitness strong keeping their head in the game even though physically they weren't in the game and doing that together and doing that as a part of the team you know which is obviously a key part of that patterns together on the ice so you know i think from a mental fitness perspective at work what's some of the stuff that people can do that says you know let's let's get ourselves mentally fit mentally ready for some stuff that's coming up let's talk about some situations and and, and then we make it very practical as well as general Exactly. Now, I was just thinking there, it, something maybe is very specific, but you think how many people experience a lot of anxiety and worry in terms of presenting in meetings? Yes. Can you imagine yeah. a, an organisation where a group of 10, 15 people sit down, talk about what that feels like, what that looks like, and then also 
provide themselves the opportunity to practice those skills because we know how mm-hmm. important that is, but to learn some coping mechanisms to deal with that. I think that would just be an absolutely unbelievable way. So I really love that. I think that's that would be incredible to for people to see, but I also think it's just a great mechanism in terms of people working on their mental fitness. And, and, and speaks to the mental fitness stuff specifically because loads of people have done presentation courses, which is about kind of, you know, getting the right amount of information on the slides and then sort of, you know, speaking at the right kind of pace. And, you know, there's a lot of technical advice, but how much of it is based upon, regardless of all of that, how do you feel about putting yourself in front of that audience and feeling that you have got, you know, all of those eyes on you? What's the emotional response? Because whatever we've done skill wise, Mm -hmm. let's talk about how that feels and let's talk about how we might be able to, you know, create a different, perception of that situation together so that you can um look forward to it some more or you know look forward to it uh, or don't you know yeah sort of you know just just reduce the negative a little bit more as well so you know but the whole package there is the key thing isn't it rather than this is a presentation workshop yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and i think that'd be a, a brilliant way and hopefully people can start having some ideas in relationship to that um chris i'm i'm intrigued i, I think when it comes to talking about mental fitness a lot of people are going to be thinking well what can i specifically do and i think for us to have that conversation we could go on for absolute hours but if we were to think more generally mm-hmm. um in terms of of different things and and just some maybe five or, or six things that people should have in place what what would you think could be a couple of those things which you would say would be very important you know similar to our to our physical fitness um that people could have in place around their sort of mental fitness yeah, so um, cu- a couple of things spring to mind straight away for me. So I, I, th- I think one, investing in some regular um, strength-focused stuff is really important. So stuff that I'm good at, stuff I like, stuff that people give me positive feedback around, you know, actually creating a strong foundation to the mental fitness is, is key. So building that on you know, a, a foundation of confidence I think is particularly important. So, you know, relatively regularly checking in with you know all of the personal successes that you've had great feedback you've had from other people stuff that you know to be true yourself about you know your strengths your qualities i think a little bit of um uh, time spent regularly on that allows us to just look at what's staying consistent and, and what the foundation is of who we are and how that has has some value always to be in place i think that one is is really key for me because that it fits in with the self-compassion piece which i think is a particularly important part of the the regular mental fitness workout so we've got you know strong confidence foundation but we're primarily going out with an outlook of self-compassion to be kind to ourselves yeah yeah so i think you know how often are we focusing on the, the the strengths and how often are we looking at that through the lens of you know, be kind to yourself and recognize the quality of that and the value that it brings and why that allows you to have, you know, um, a lot of, you know, to be perceived positively by a lot of other people. We tend not to practice the self-kindness. So those those first two spring to mind, confidence and, and kindness to self based upon the, the confidence stuff. Yeah. Um, and for me, that taps into an air of resilience. Um, I remember learning about an aspect of 
resilience, the people who are resilient are able to tap into positive emotions. Mm-hmm. So during times of stress and pressure, they're able to identify their strengths, how they can use them. But they're also able to identify previous experiences in the past where they've had to cope with certain demands and they've utilized certain resources to deal with that. So when they cope with a future sort of stressor or pressure, they're able to manage it more effectively. And I think that definitely relates to that whole area. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's there's a lot of that which is the kind of good foundation stuff, isn't it? And then I think other things that people can do regularly are just you know start thinking ahead. So where's my mind going? What where am I getting um, an energy to think? So you know I'll, I'll often talk about worry being unanswered questions. So I, I if I from a mental fitness perspective, what are some of the questions that my mind is asking? that I haven't got an answer to yet. Because if I look ahead, I can start thinking about, right, why is that question coming up? What can I do about it? When have I done something similar before? Let me get an answer that I can start to build around that. So, you know, just regularly looking forward and seeing where some of the worry is coming in and then practice giving an answer and, and or how I'm going to build up my confidence to be in a position to answer this question with conviction or step into this situation where I feel I've got something that I want to test out or try out. So I think that that looking ahead, having created a foundation that we've talked about is, is a really good one because it gives you a, a, a much um, better place to be really assessing, you know, how prepared am I for this? How ready am I? Have I done stuff like this before? It, it can take away some of the heat and the unhelpful worry where it cycles. It, it allows you to, use worry in a productive manner mm-hmm. and, and that focuses on that that proactive approach um rather than waiting for something to, to come up you know you're preparing yourself you're ready um in the moment and I, I think that's a great attitude um that people can start adopting towards their mental fitness yeah and, and it is it's listening to the it's listening to the questions in the head and, and responding to them as the regular mental fitness habit rather than knowing they're there and ignoring them yeah. And, and sort of putting it off so that, you know, that's that that's the habit. Check in with the worry as a force for good regularly because your, your brain's looking to help you out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. And I think for, for me, Chris, I'm, I'm thinking about this. I think a lot of the, the general stuff that, that's spoken about is, as I spoke about early connectedness, having someone to, to talk to. And then I think that the physical side of things is, is very important. Um, we yeah. know of that strong connection between the the body and mind and i think people forget that and neglect themselves in terms of the amount of sleep that they're getting you know skipping a meal um not being able to sort of maintain a good sort of exercise routine all those things are are, are very very um important and there are always lots of other tools that, that people can explore and, and i highly recommend that that people you know from this pop podcast hopefully you know go and look into some cbt skills there are so many that are applied and practical that have been developed for individuals they can't be discussed on a podcast because we'd be here for for absolute hours but we've got things such as worry time we've got things as thought diaries and i want people to start investing time in terms of looking into those things um, because i think those tools themselves are really really effective in terms of people being able to 
to actually utilize and, and build upon their mental fitness on a daily basis yeah absolutely and there's, there's a couple of things there what you know if we can get the message across from what we're talking about that you know actually physical fitness time is probably mental fitness time too yeah. so let, let's 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 group them together and anything sort of physical is mental and mental is physical so you know we we, we spend too much time divorcing the two rather than keeping them really clearly together and and the other thing based upon what we're talking here you know a lot of people do physical fitness because they want to get fitter that they don't you know they may have thought i'm a little bit unfit so i want to respond to it but a lot of the time people just kind of go do you know what i know it's the right thing to do same with the mental stuff you don't have to have sort of problems to be exploring the value of using thought diaries or you know or or these kind of things that we're talking about you know kind of it's just good to, to, to do the regular habits and see how it adds to an, an already good base. You know, it, it's, it is, you know, it doesn't need to be problem driven. And most definitely. And I think that the people that I often see thriving um, in the work that I do are the people who invest time in working on those skills that I've, I've either taught or they've learned throughout therapy. And a lot of those skills can be, you know, learned through a, a good book or online. There are times when people will need that, that extra support but the more time and energy you put into looking after the men- your mental fitness, the, the more you will get from it. Um, and you will start to understand a lot more in terms of that, that continuum and how you can thrive on, on a daily basis. So for me, it's, you know, the practice and the utilization of those skills is very, very important. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, th- I think with the, with the whole movement here as well, that, you know, there's lots of work environments, whereas, you know, part of work, you know, packages people are given memberships to gyms and stuff like that well you know isn't it going to be great when the mental fitness component of that is included in there so it's 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 not just the the physical stuff but there's there's other things that work is making available that support people's opportunity to build their mental fitness you know as as a recognition of the importance of it as well so you know let's let's get on a mission and let's get lots of organizations recognizing that 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 these these things can be done as well so uh, whether it's meditation classes or whether it's bringing in some particular expertise to you know add value to 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 people's pursuit of mental fitness i'm sure there's loads that can be done yes most definitely chris anything else to add or anything else we can discuss i feel like we could mostly keep going for hours but yeah i think you know i, I think for this one it, it, it's really getting this sense across that you know let's get curious about mental fitness it's going to be being used more and more it's going to be something that we you know we all benefit from it's going to be something that if we understand it if we do need to kind of respond to some challenges that we've got we're going to be better placed to do it because we've got a better base but equally just in terms of enjoying stuff that's important to us in our lives you know keeping the mental fitness muscle highly attuned is is, is just going to be helpful for us so you know the message is it's going to be coming up more and more but let's start sharing what we know about it and definitely for people listening whether you've got stuff that's working for you we'd love to kind of you know add that into some chat and some discussions some you know some uh, interaction on social media to start spreading the confidence of what's working for people sure most most definitely well chris we, we've covered a lot um uh, hopefully people will be able to take some 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 practical tools and for me it's it's a mindset shift it's getting people to start as you said start talking about it start encouraging others to to talk about it and you know use each other to support each other in terms of your, your mental fitness um so chris thank you as always for your time uh, thank you as well very good chat enjoyable thank you no worries and um yeah we will be back um over the next few weeks with our next podcast so thank you to all our listeners for being here